Well, hello and welcome to Loving Your Garden Live with me, Rod Whiting, and our gardening guru, the Gandalf of gardening, John Sterland. Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter arrives on a Quidditch broom, but John flies in on a garden fork. Uh, yeah, that's it. Or a broom. I don't mind coming in on a broom. Very, very useful on your lawn. <laughs> he will be talking about lawns, no doubt. Um, John has got some key jobs that um, he wants uh, to talk about as we start to enter our busy time. We're in March now, John. It's amazing. Yes, I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Normally, I say to Happy New Year to people because to me, March the 1st is the start of the gardening year in a way. Uh, there isn't really a start or a finish is there so uh, but yeah march is there's no going back now rod that's yeah, it i, I that's walked it. down the garden and the tate to coming up and the first few are flowering yeah. fabulous yeah. a fabulous yeah. time and yeah. it can be it can be red hot and it can be <laughs> freezing cold march it's a wonderful month right then john where do you want to start okay well we're going to start with herbs and one of the most important herbs rod is uh, mint and i grow five different sorts of mint ginger chocolate spearmint the normal one um apple mint and woolly mint and i always at this time of year split them i grow them in pots obviously because i don't want them spreading everywhere but if you keep them in the pot and don't split them up they very often get um, very very tight and um, obviously you're losing nutrients be because they've been in too long and that often leads to rust you get rust on the on your mint so um, most important to split them up Take some of the lovely fresh young roots, and you very often see now they've got a, um, a spike where they're ready to grow through the soil surface. So that's the job I'm going to be doing is splitting my mint and repotting it and getting it going again. It's a great time to think about herbs at the moment as well, herbs in general, because um, it's worth going and just cleaning up the herbs and taking the tops off perhaps nip back things like sage and stuff like that, the old flower heads off, fennel, all those sort of things, get them cut back down and so they can get started off again. And um, they're already um, chives and things like that are already producing some beautiful new growth. It's amazing how tough these things are. And if you're going to grow a few herbs, you can grow them in pots it's great to have them on the patio, particularly near the house where you've only got to pop out and get a nip a bit off and you can use them. You know, it's it's one of those things. If you or the wife is cooking something in the kitchen, you know, and you want a little bit of something, you don't want to be toddling right down to the bottom of the garden to get your herbs. Try, if you possibly can, if you've got a nice, sunny, well-drained spot, or containers as well. Grow them in there, and it's 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 a wonderful thing. You've got your permanent ones, your rosemary, and all those sort of things. The sages. I've got two different sorts of sage: uh, the purple sage and the ordinary one. I love making sage and onion stuff in. Absolutely love it. And then you can add to that in the summer, you know, with your parsley and things like that, and um, instead of buying a packet of seed or doing a lot of work, pop down to your, your supermarket 
and they sell these little pots, don't they? You can have in your windowsill and yeah. you, you keep nipping bits off. Well, if you look in that pot, you'll find that they've sown loads of seeds. They've come up. Then they go to the supermarket and you, they expect you to use them. But once you've nipped a few bits off, split them up, pot them up by May time, you'll have your basil and parsley and things like that ready to plant out into the garden. Saves you getting a packet of seed or whatever. So let let the supermarket produce your young plants for popping into your herb garden. Lovely. It really is. Well, well, I don't uh, grow herbs personally. Well, I don't voluntarily grow herbs. I've got wild garlic in the garden. And, of course, once once that starts to run, it's a devil of a job to get out. So... So Right, well, wild garlic. Did you put that in, Rod? Because well, not not deliberately. No, I'm wondering if your your area then, where your house is, was once a, a woodland, because wild garlic okay. is a ancient woodland indicator. Um, mm. it, it it if you didn't put it in, usually, it grew there before your houses were ever built, probably mm. in a, a woodland situation. And um, it's fantastic. The wonderful thing about wild garlic as well is when you use it, your breath doesn't smell after you've, after you've actually used it. There's okay. no smell of garlic on your breath. <laughs> it's uh, fabulous stuff. You can use every part of it. Uh, okay, so that's um, herbs. That's yes, herbs herb, dealt with. It's, yes, it's a great time to get, you know, if you are thinking of growing them, get stuck, you know, think about it. And, of course, when you've got them near the house, as you go out, you can just rub your mint or rub your thyme or whatever, you know, and, oh, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. And, of course, the more sun they get, the more it stimulates those oils that are in our herbs and you get much better fragrance and et cetera. And fennel, the wasps love fennel. Oh. Um, but, well, you don't have to worry too much. Do you, you don't bother the wasps and they won't bother you. <laughs> well, mm. uh, 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 unless you're having a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, I must admit that's true, yeah. Okay, so uh, what else do we need to well, be thinking about? Well, you, you can have a look at the lawn. I know yeah. you're – I don't know what you've been doing to your lawn, but – I just did a very, very light cut. We don't want to be doing – too much do we uh, no no exactly everything to do with the lawn at the moment is a light you can give it a light scarify if you want and not a machine or if you if you've got the machine very high you can but um if you've noticed it is just starting the grass is starting to get that little bit greener and you you notice areas of the lawn where it's just growing that little bit little bit more that the temperature of the soil is just rising that little bit and then suddenly we'll get to a time where that temperature hits what is it 45 degrees something like that in the soil and wow off it goes and England suddenly becomes green um, for a couple of weeks and that's because the temperature goes up and the roots and your grass are using the nitrogen that's been stored up in winter. So this nitrogen comes down. A lot of nitrogen comes down when you have a thunderstorm and lightning. Lightning makes an amazing amount of uh, nitrogen. So just give it a light scarify, 
um, a brush. I liked a, a hard a yard brush. You can just go backwards and forwards. Don't put too much weight on it. And then, as you've done, Rod, run over uh, it, run over it with the mower, and um, it can look fabulous. The other thing to remember about your lawn is you haven't got to worry about this anymore, but the edges over the winter, you know, the edges can get a little bit um, soft. So I go around with my spade and just bash the edges with my spade just just to firm them up that little bit. But like you've got, you've now got edging, haven't you? So yeah, I've just felt, I've, I've, in fact, I've just yeah. filled in all the gaps around the edging today. So that was one of my jobs. Yeah, um, it's worth pointing you, out, isn't it, that if you've done the uh, the scarifying, which I th- I personally, and I, there was different views on this. Um, a lot of people like to scarify twice a year. Um, personally, I think if you've done it in autumn, which is when most of the thatch is is kind of there, isn't it? Uh, after yes. had a long growing season. Uh, if you if you do it in autumn and give it a really good go, uh, come the spring you you probably don't need to do very much at all. It's, no, but I, I always remember um, Jack. He was a he was a groundsman at Boots. He used to lightly scarify right the way through summer as well. Wow! Just to, just to lift the grass before he he cut, and um, it looked fabulous. So obviously you get to know your different the way your grass needs looking after yeah. and um yeah and and it's up to you the other thing to remember as well stones if you've got stony soil it's amazing how stones can make the way up to the surface and you don't want to be picking one of those up with your rotary mower and send it through somebody's car um so uh, you know if you're um, on your front garden and it's open so um just be careful and check for check for stones. But yeah, the garden carpet you can do that little bit of work on and it uh, spiking, bit of spiking. Yes, well, yes. With 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 the rain that we've had, spiking does certainly helps. You know, gets helps the drainage, but also gets a little bit of air down to the roots. I always mention air is just as vital around roots as water. And of course, walking on a lawn particularly if the ch- children enjoy playing on it, etc., gets firmed and it needs just loosening that little bit and it all helps. Excellent. Okay, that's the lawn. What else? Raspberries. Let's have a, a, a mention about raspberries as well. They, The autumn raspberries, to me, I can't see the point now of growing summer raspberries. People still do and you can get them. But the, the autumn raspberries are becoming so good. Not back in the days when we had varieties like September that tasted awful. You know, they'd got no taste to them. And then along came Autumn Bliss, which was one of the first, the autumn varieties. And now we've got some fantastic varieties. Joan Jay, oh, Telemen, Telemene, I mean, and um, Polka, that's another one. Um, some fantastic autumn varieties, and they are now flowering and fruiting as early as your main crop raspberries. So uh, they are fantastic. And the wonderful thing about the autumn raspberries is all you do, end of February, beginning of March, cut them down to ground level, up they come, and they flower and fruit on this year's growth. There's no cutting out last year's growth, tying 
tying the new growth in. It's just cut them down, up they come, and uh, Bob's your uncle. They can sometimes, being as you are cutting down a lot, they can spread a little bit out of the row. I've, I've, I've noticed that autumn ones, to me, spread out. You know, you've got a nice row, and they'll come up in the path, etc. But just dig those up and get rid of them. And if they're growing really, really well each year, just, just feed with sulfate of potash just to help that fruit. That's the most important thing to do. And, um, oh, they'll be great. Yeah. So uh, I've had a little go with some feeding, uh, John. I noticed you, you winced a bit when I said that. Um, I haven't fed the lawn. I've fed uh, just the shrubs uh, with a bit of grow more, and I put some hydrangea food on the hydrangeas and some clematis food on the clematis. Right, and well, rose yeah, food on the roses. On rose, well, yeah, even roses, it's a little bit early. But, um, the, yeah, the thing is, uh, a lot of those, the grow more, etc i've got to take a bit of time to uh, break yeah. down before the plants take it up but yeah. um you, we're not expecting roses to start growing although they are growing i've noticed yeah. i put a pascal i moved a pascali and um i moved it bare root and by gum the new shoots on it are growing like nobody's business so yeah it, it won't hurt it you're putting that nitrogen phosphate and potash on in future, keep an eye on that growth. And if it's growing well, just stick to that potash side, health, flower, and fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the most important thing. But there's now a, a good general fertilizer is uh, is fine, Rod. Any time from and don't forget we've got people in different parts of the countryside yeah. in a country. So you some places you can start, others leave it a little bit, but um yeah. Uh, that's great so yep that's um we've covered three of the jobs so. okay you've got two more <laughs> have we got a question or do you want oh, to, do you want to do um, questions uh okay give me a second just talk just about just amongst yourself while i uh sort out the I questions i think i saw one from roger smith is it Oh, I did get one from um, Aldora Moore. Uh, I was talking about just a few minutes ago. Oh, right, came yes. on, uh, who wanted to to know uh, could she get organic uh, compost? And I think the answer is yes. I th- yes, uh, I, I mean I don't know how much the organic compost there is. I mean a lot of the the, the compost now are don't use peat, of course. Yeah. So in that way, they're organic. But it all depends, really. I assume on how the nutrients that they put in and whether those nutrients are organic or not. I mean, grow more is made in a factory, you know, but obviously we don't put that in compost, so you can't really call grow more. I don't think they call dried blood organic because it can have, you know, all sorts of um, things in it that they might have put into cows and stuff like that, you know. So, you know, it, it, you've got to be extremely careful yeah. with, with with the organic stuff. But, you know, to me, if you're using a pre- peat-free compost, you know, and bulking it up with a – not bulking it up, but uh, putting a little bit of slow-release fertilizer in, you know, you've got a good compost, and I don't think you you're, you know, affecting the earth too much at all. <laughs> uh now question from roger smith uh talking about spuds he says my potatoes are throwing pots in the glass house do i take the fleece off so they can warm up 
can warm them um, up. Well, whenever it's not cold, don't put fleece on them. Now, normally when we grow them in a bucket or in a container, we put a little bit of compost in the bottom and then put the potatoes in, just cover them. And then as they keep coming through, just like we do outside, um, but we earth them up outside, inside in a container, we put compost on the top. And then earth, you know, and then as they come through again outside, we earth up again. And in a pot, we cover them up because they aren't swollen roots. Potatoes aren't roots. Potatoes are swollen stems. And that's why we earth up to keep those stems going as as far as we can. And the potatoes then are produced on those stems. So um, if you can, you might have fill the whole container up but um, if you can put sides on it <laughs> a piece of tube or whatever something to and then keep putting compost on but yeah only need to put fleece on when um, when there's frost outside you see we we put the potatoes in in march and then if we get you know if you've got a chance of a frost we we earth up if the if the foliage is coming through just to make sure that uh, it doesn't get affected because a bit of frost on uh, on the foliage it might just damage a little bit of foliage but by gum it don't affect the potatoes <laughs> yeah <clears throat> okay right the other th- the other thing we're going to cut down rod um is hellebore foliage yes um, already done that y- you've already, you've done yeah. that have you well I can always remember Nigel Colburn was quite a well-known garden writer, still still around is Nigel, and he always used to cut his down in autumn so that the, the but so the flowers could just come up and he could yeah. see everything. Yeah. But the the most important thing is to it particularly if you get um brown spots on the old leaves is to um that's leaf spot disease just before the new ones start coming in or as soon as you see the new uh, leaves come in then you can the brand new leaves you can cut the old ones off it's not going to affect flowering because flowering's you know we're well, well into it leaf. now and we're yeah. getting we're getting past it actually and um and so it prevents or helps prevent um the disease getting onto that new foliage and as soon as flowering's finished and that new foliage is coming through, it's a great time, if they need it, to split hellebores. You can take them out if they're getting old, split them up, put them back in, and those that new foliage will still keep coming and um, they'll settle down really, really well. Right, I might have a go at that because mine's getting quite big now. Um, in fact, yeah, it's probably yes, too well, big for where it is. So, yeah, yeah. Good, well, it's good. a great time to 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 do that. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'll, I've got one more job, and that's um, cleaning down everything. If you haven't done it yet, um, if you're going to start growing things in the glass house, give it a, a, a great day. You know, if it's a nice warm day get the old detergent out or whatever and give the glass house a good clean down. It really is important, particularly if you're growing uh, crops in there, really clean it up and make sure that you also clean any trays, pots that you've used before because little seedlings are like little children or like babies 
and we don't we look after babies make sure they're clean spotless we don't you know we clean everything that they get and uh, in horticulture cleanliness is next to godliness um so clean everything that you're going to use get the glass house cleaned down and um, um my boss always told me never all that string that we used to tie the uh, tomatoes up it says you can use it out in the garden but you don't bring it back in this glass house because it might have red spider eggs and things like that on so um, and that's bringing disease and stuff back into the in back into the glass house so um yeah so there we are you can um you can that there's five good jobs that uh, really need doing straight away excellent Thank you, John. That's been that's really good, really useful. A couple of really useful tips there, and uh, we can be cracking on next week. So, looking at next week, I think we've got some. I'm only up to Tuesday on my weather app, but it looks as though we've got some quite nice weather coming next week. Yeah, maybe, John. The garden furniture will be coming out. Hey, mine's out already. Oh, um, well, we've had we've had brand new. We've had new this year. We've thought. Blow, we've got the garden right. Let's um, have some nice new furniture this year. Good on you. Well, can I uh, very quickly? I just want uh, yep. somebody on um, today. Margaret Astor's been on today, and she's been showing off her um, heathers. I don't know yes, if you I saw, saw that. that. Very I, nice. I think did she say a couple of years? They are fantastic. Yeah. And um, yes, I put that with, with heathers. I mean, the winter heathers. It's wonderful to have that lovely colour all the way through winter. But you can also put summer bulbs in and other things. I mean, grasses and things like that is you, you can add in there as well. So there's lots of things that you can grow that will come through heathers while they're growing in the summer and they haven't got any um, colour on them, apart from fox hollow, which is varieties like that, which do have... Yeah, uh, yellow foliage but um yeah so you you can put other things in margaret and i think i mentioned that you, you can and um but they're wonderful heathers and uh, i think everybody said how fabulous they are um yeah. and they are a wonderful wonderful plant for the winter oh yes guest for next week we haven't i haven't firmed it up yet but we're hopeful of getting a, a guest on do you want to talk about yes i mean it's yes um, next week we hopefully i mean jonathan mosley uh, jonathan um lives in derbyshire um he grows um wonderful plants but he also uh, arranges wonderful plants yeah he's lovely lovely chap uh right well that's it john thank you very much indeed as ever for lovely. your time you've covered a lot of ground there t- tonight um other than that Enjoy your gardening this next week. There's loads to do, but I think we're going to get some nice weather. The birds are singing. The the evenings are getting lighter. <laughs> oh, it's... I've noticed the birds singing. Yes, oh, a, it's a blackbird has been a blackbird's has been sub singing. Uh, that's when they're so, sort of under the breath when they're practicing in a little <laughs> shrub or somewhere. But he's having a go now. He's having a go. So um, yeah, should all right. start in that lovely weather next week. Then brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> John, great to see you. Okay, then. Uh, See you next week, folks. Enjoy your gardening. Cheers.